When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Back again with another scouting series of somebody I think that has sparked a lot of interest for Aston Villa fans and fans of other teams around the world, I suppose, really. Um, and that's Jeremy Frimpong from uh, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, formerly of uh, Manchester City's Academy and uh, Celtic in, uh, in the Scottish League. And <clears throat> I suppose realistically... The reason I wanted to do a piece on him is I can't remember where I did one previously on him. I think I might have done a done a previous show on him. And if not, I did uh, I, I might have mentioned him on a previous podcast when I was looking at right backs that we potentially could go for in the uh, in the summer. And uh, Jeremy Fringpong is somebody that is very um uh he's his name is in lights at the moment, to put it this way. His name has been in lights for maybe about twelve months. Uh, at this stage, and 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 realistically, it's because he is uh, very much being likened to um, this new style. Well, the, the the it's not really new, but in, in the last three four years, the style of fullback whereby it's attack first, and uh, you got to be really good in attack. Think of the Trent Alexander Arnolds, and also even going back further to the Danny Alvises of 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 this world. Um, that's kind of where you're, where where this guy fits in. He's really good going forward. Uh, for a fullback, scores goals, gets assists, really good at carrying the ball, and so on. And and he jumps off the page when you look at him, or jumps off the screen, should I say, as well, when you look at him, um, in the flesh because he's exciting, and football fans want excitement, and uh, he certainly brings that from from his output in the attacking in the attacking third. Um, and we're going to take a little look at him as well, uh, and and I'm going to give you my thoughts on him on him too in both directions, whether it's going backwards in a defensive point of view or also from from that attacking point of view as well. Um, he is uh, has been linked with Aston Villa by the Athletic, and um, a couple of other outlets as well have linked Jeremy Frimpong to Aston Villa. The, the thought process here is that Villa wouldn't go in for him until the summer. Um, granted that he has a €40 million Euro or €35 million um, pound cl- uh, release clause uh, in his contract, which is activated in the summer. Um, that, to me, would spell that that would increase the competition. Um, Leverkusen have come out just today on the 4th of January 2024. They've come out and they said they're not interested in selling any players this January. And January is always difficult. It's the cliche where January is difficult to get uh, transfers done and to get things over the line. And I don't expect this guy to come in in January. I might don't, mightn't even expect him to come in in the summer. Um, 
But from an attacking point of view, he is probably the rising star of of right backs um, in the top five leagues in Europe at the moment with the amount of, of prowess he shows in the attacking side of things. When we're going to look at his statistics here in a moment, I want to preface this. I'm looking at it because everybody looks at him from the attacking point of view. It's undeniable. Undeniable the 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 um the great attacking side side of his game this guy has. Just look at his his goals, look at his assists, just watch any game he plays. He gets up and down that wing. He gets up that wing anyway, at least to, at, at a serious clip. What I want to do is I want to look at him as always in comparison to the two full backs that we have, but I also want to have more of a look from a defensive point of view at, at Jeremy Fringpong because while I've lauded him for the first four minutes of this podcast and don't get me wrong, the guy is an absolute talent. In a back four in the Premier League, there are areas that this guy's going to have to get, get better at. I watched, I think uh, on my scout, there's 148 instances, or I, I watched 148, I don't know what I got to the end of it, instances of one one duels for Jeremy Fringpong. And I was a bit worried from the point of view of uh, his, you know, how he tackles, how he gets run by in a one-on-one uh, situation in the defensive third um, and relies on his pace from his defensive point of view. That can obviously be coached out of any player. Surely can. It absolutely can. We've all seen it before. He's a young player. He's not the finished article specifically in defense. Uh, but we're going to take a look at it in a moment. We're going to take a look at his statistics. And as always, I'm going to preface this one, as I do with the majority of other other ones that I do, that we're going to speak about this from a statistical point of view, and we're also going to speak from what we've seen point of view. What you see on tape is way better than what you will see in the statistics. Spoiler alert from that point of view. And that's why we always look at both sides of it. That's why we always, that's why sometimes I take my time putting up um, podcasts or scouting series. That's why, um, you know, we, we like to do that. That's why sometimes I put up uh, clips of players that we haven't even been linked to it because there are players that maybe, you know, I've, looked at the statistics and went, oh, they look actually like they look like they're going to fit in. Then you look at what they bring on tape and you're kind of going, hmm, actually, yeah, this guy is a, is a good fit for, for Aston Villa Football Club. But with Jeremy Frimpong, obviously we were linked to him and it's just something that we've done. We've taken a look at him from both sides of the, the ledger, whether it be um, in a statistical point of view and and watch as much of him as I possibly could over the last three days on, on Code as well. So let's take a little look at Jeremy Frimpong. Um, so, uh, he's five foot six, um, and he's right footed. And what I want to do is here, I've got I've actually, I think I've got I've broken down his. Um, actually, I haven't his heat map. I thought I took his heat map from two separate years, uh, depending on what I was looking at him from the viewpoint of a right back or as a as a right midfielder. But I didn't. I chose the right back heat map, and what you can see here is how far forward he plays because. Is it in an attacking sense, he is really, really eye-catching. He absolutely is. But what you can see here as well, that in a in an Aston Villa team, and yes, I know we play that high line for sure, but in an Aston Villa team, as a as a as a, a right back and a four, I do have my concerns because when we look at his defensive statistics here, tackles tackle rate and also the tackle success rate isn't very, very good either. Um he really, really does look towards um towards being that outlet of getting the ball and attacking. And that's 
that's just, uh, I, I'm talking about that in a silo because what we see from this guy, what we see from this type of fullback in the Premier League is the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold's, they've had to adapt or the team has to adapt to maybe be able to, to, to take that or have somebody fill in for that position when they do go forward. Um, and that would be probably where Nezri Kanza would come along here. Uh, that if we go forward on the right-hand side with Frimpong, that we get narrow from the left-hand side. If we go forward on the left-hand side with Adinho or with the, with, with the Moreno, we get narrow on the right-hand side. Or Bubakar Kamara drifts back into centre-back center position. Or the one from, right, from left field here is, potentially, Unai Emery is looking at maybe at some stage playing Frimpong in front of uh, as a right-sided midfielder, which isn't out of the question, or alternatively, moving to a back three at some stage over the next, uh, o- over the, the not-too-distant future. It's, it's unlikely, but, but Jeremy Frimpong as a wing-back would be sensational in the Premier League, I would say. Sensational. As in a back four, I can point to maybe one or two areas that I would imagine Aston Villa fans would, would, would have issues with, and I think that number one area for that is his strength in the tackle. Um, his ability to be able to to, to tackle in general, um, specifically when it's it's uh, he's he's kind of coming from behind. He doesn't really stand players up very well, um, but his pace is fantastic. If it's a one on one duel and you're running at the running to the ball, he's going to get to the ball before you. So he uses his other skills outside of his physical strengths, a physical, um, the fact he's only five six and uh, the fact that he's. Uh, he he's, he's he's quite lightweight. He uses his other physical strengths to his benefit as well. And he's learning. He's only a young guy. He's learning. So he can certainly get better in these areas. Absolutely can get better in these areas. I remember watching him for Celtic when, when he played with Celtic and he was very much just an attack first type of type of fullback. Um, he got away with it in the Scottish League. And when, since he's moved to Leverkusen, they've found ways and very, very... Um, interesting ways as well with their midfielders to be able to allow Frimpong to go forward. And in an Aston Villa team, that's exactly what he would do. He would go forward and he would look really good on that right-hand side. Do not take this as me being negative for him. I'm just giving you the, the overall view of, of Jeremy Frimpong and he's brilliant going forward and there are some areas that he needs to improve on in defence. Um, and I think that's I think that's um, that's the right way to look at this guy because I think I think... Uh, you know the the we've seen players like him in the Premier League previously, the likes of Terry Clampties uh, of this world, um, who've been a bit more diminutive, very very fast, and then sometimes they go in and out of flavour within the team. I'm not saying Frimpong can be like this. He's got a lot more in tape than Terry Clampty does. Um, he's playing at a really high level for Leverkusen. You know, riding high in the, in the Bundesliga. He's also in the Dutch national team as well. Riding high, he's on the crest of a wave, and he's definitely the type of player Aston Villa should be looking at. Um, and as I say, this guy can learn how to defend as well, because I suppose realistically, his game can be characterised as like his exceptional pace, exceptional technical skill, your real offensive mindset here. And he's not really like your traditional fullback, because you can see with his with his heat map, he spends a significant portion of time in his opponent's half. Um, and, and that's why he I have down the, the right back slash right midfield situation there for him. His ability to carry the ball over long distances, his quick feet, his creative. He's just he he is this new age fullback that every team is looking for. And uh, it's re- he's an exciting player. As I said, he's a Trent Alexander Arnold um type player or Danny Alves type player. 
you know, from what they're bringing that attacking sense. It's fantastic. His ball carrying ability really, really stands out. Um, you can see there with regards to his uh, his dribbles completed from a fullback position, completing two point three two dribbles puts him in the top two percent of all fullbacks in in world football. He is a really good dribbler of the ball from that right back position, and he he's uh, successful at almost 50% of, of all his dribbles, which is really good. And that's why when I, when I look at this here, you know, looking at the statistics, you look at him and go, whoa, you can't really, you know, he's, he, is this guy all he's cracked up to be? Um, from, a, from an offensive point of view, his statistics really wash out. You know, they're absolutely brilliant. You see his key passes, his shot-creating actions, goal-creating actions. This guy is a creative machine from that right-hand side, and he's another weapon in your arsenal if you are a football team that you can get him there on the overlap or even make your midfield narrower to compensate for him and allow him go at it up and down that right-hand side because he's got boundless, boundless energy um, for a 21-year-old. And that's why I prefaced at the start, looking at your statistics and, and maybe looking at stats only gives you a partial view. And that's exactly the case in, in, in this instance here. Now, as I said before, a bit weak in the tackle, doesn't really know how to play a player from behind. All that stuff can be taught. And, and that's that's the wily old stuff you get when you're as you get older. Because as I mentioned, he's 21 years of age and he's and, and he's already a formidable talent on that side. Uh, on that side of the field, but like he's got such a low center of gravity that when he's when he's building up pace and he goes from not to sixty very very quickly, it makes him a nightmare for defenders or for other midfielders trying to catch him. Um, he he's he's small as well. He navigates through through tight spaces, gets to the end line, or can carry the ball into the box as well. Something I've been very critical of uh, Matty Cash for not doing. Um, specifically from the fullback position, and and when he's going forward at people, you know, winning that one on one against somebody when he has the ball at his feet, he is very adept at that as well. So he's uh, he's quite the uh, quite the offensive dynamo, I would say, and, and really exciting. And someone that the Aston Villa fans will certainly take to would take to if we were to sign him in the summer from that point of view. But as I said, despite his attacking prowess, his defensing uh, defensive abilities. Have and it's not just me that's discussing. It has been discussed at, at, at length, even by uh, Leverkusen um, fans, and 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 it was even even at, at Celtic it was discussed there as well. One on one defensive situations, uh, recovering the ball um, in in an actual dual situation when the ball isn't isn't a loose ball situation. Uh, there are certain areas there where he has to get a lot more streetwise uh, and 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 improve. I mentioned about his small physical frame as well. His his ability in the air is. It's not great. Obviously, he's five foot six. You you would expect that uh, as well. But his out offensive contributions outweigh his defensive shortcomings for certain. And he has been an absolute uh, pivotal point in the Leverkusen setup. And that's why I liken him to the Danny Alves of this world or to the the Trent Alexander Arnolds because teams over time were able to um, work with that offensive dynamism. And the shortcomings in defense in the defensive side of things bring the defensive side of things up to a certain level, and then be able to cope with how the team works as a whole, um, and and utilize the best out of out of those two players. And who's to say that that couldn't happen with Frimpong as well? It's happening at Bayer Leverkusen at the moment, and it, I'm sure Unai Emery has uh, would have a trick up his sleeve if he was to um, to sign a player like uh, Jeremy Frimpong. Um, so when we look at him here, as I said, the statistics are nothing to write home about. Um, 
we obviously have two more defensive-minded fullbacks in there at the moment, and we can see that, um, and we can see where the spikes come from. Uh, Frimpong is in the shot-creating actions. And I'm going to move on here to just in comparison to John McGinn because, <coughs> excuse me, I think John McGinn would be, I was loath to put him up against a, a Leon Bailey or, or a Diaby because of the fact that they are true wingers as such, whereas this guy is kind of hybrid with regards to that. So I put him up against John McGinn, and I know it's not a fair fight there, but I wanted to show what he could bring to the team from that right-hand side because, you know, when we when we saw this team play with John McGinn on that right-hand side and the ability that John had to be able to um, do some defensive work to help out that right-back, I thought this was interesting. And when we look at it here, John McGinn is actually, you know, is just a fantastic player, and we know that. And I wasn't expecting Jeremy Frimpong's statistics to to, to uh, match up to where uh, McGinn's do. But what I will say for Jer for Frimpong is that when we look at the shot creating actions he has there, if you put those up against uh, right midfielders, um, if you put them up against uh, right wingers, they're up there. They're up there, and at the end of the day, we need the creativity and, and even the goal-creating actions here as well. It's still up there in the top 8%. So the reason I'm talking about this is offensively, regardless of where you put him on that right-hand side, he is a talent, a real talent, and that outweighs anything else, I think, for me, from a Jeremy Frimpong point of view. Will Villa sign him in January? I'm going to say they won't. Um, will Villa sign him in the summer? I'm going to say I hope so. But in the meantime, if Villa could very much, very easily decide they need to move on from this potential signing, and if they do, we will look at a couple of other talents that I think that they may turn to. Um, personally, I think that Unai Emery may want a more defensive-minded uh, right-back, albeit you couldn't pass up somebody like Jeremy Frimpong if you had the opportunity to sign him, because you would have to believe at 21 that you were able to able to to um, to to teach him how to defend better. And it's not that he's a bad defender. I'm saying you could teach him how to defend better. Um, would we pa would Unai Emery pass up that chance? Absolutely not. You'd be absolutely insane to. But might there come a point of diminishing returns, having to wait until the summer? Potentially, absolutely potentially. So we have a couple of people, other people in mind that we will, uh, that I will chat about uh, in the coming days as well. And uh, yeah, as I say, Jeremy Frimpong, superb player, would be an absolute gem for Aston Villa if we were to sign him. And I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast on him, the good and the bad. And as I say, if you do, if you do like these, please give us a thumbs up. Please like the channel. Please subscribe to the channel as well. It costs you nothing to do. And uh, this month of January is going to be pretty busy, I think, uh, with regards to the people we're going to talk about. And we would love to have you on board uh, for any future podcasts that we have. So thanks so much for watching. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.